The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. sensitive snowflake that may get easily offended and turn this off immediately. If you want to hear the real truth about the gun culture, then stick around. This is the Armed Citizen Podcast. What is going on, my ghost squad? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. This is episode number 247. Today's date is Tuesday, June 21st, 2022. The first day of summer. We are live as always on YouTube and over on Facebook. So if you're out there in the live chat, go ahead and say something. We don't know that you're out there unless you do. If you want to call or text in, yes, you can call or text into the show. Utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline presented by our good friends Rod and Shelly Gates of Aegis Gun Care. That number is 530-364-4678. If you're a veteran, really anybody, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole, you're in the darkness and you're looking for that light. Call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I could probably be a pretty damn good ear to listen. If you are looking for someone to get you towards medical advice or attention, remember two things. One, you are not alone in this fight. You have a lot of brothers and sisters out here that are willing and able to fight with you and for you. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255, the Veteran Crisis Hotline. As always, we are spotlighting the United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title United States Marine, please see the website marines.com. And we are a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Please check out all the awesome pro-gun, pro-two-way podcasts over at selfdefenseradio.net. Take this off of my ugly mug out there and say hello to some of our buddies that are joining us for this great, great conversation tonight. Uh, the Tactical FUD, um, King FUD himself may may not like this as, as much as others but i think he'll probably probably have something to say about this but uh we've got our first buddy from gearreport.com or gear-report but from gear report the director <laughs> of snacks and beverages what's up tj how you doing bud oh just getting done work enjoying a little live stream here there you Love go it. that's right uh and Riding shotgun as always with us, the tactical virus. I mean, uh, leprechaun himself, Clover. What's up, buddy? Can't believe I'm here. Yep, yep. I almost didn't see you the link because I knew that. I mean, you know, you know, you know, you know what's crazy. You know, King Fudd honestly knows more about AR 15s than most of the tactical bros out there dude probably, so, probably. probably. Um, isn't that sad a, a little bit yeah a they little bit really, they really need to step up their game a little bit <laughs> well since you are riding shotgun as always we bring you we need to find a sponsor for this honestly let's just be honest we need to find a sponsor for the shotgun yeah, of the week i agree so, uh chloe what is a shotgun of the week so did you know so you're you're familiar. I know TJ is because he's got a little fud in him. Um, a little bit. 
So you're familiar with Browning A-Bolt, correct? Yes. Did you know that they made a 12-gauge Browning A-Bolt? No. They made a 12-gauge right. slug, slug rifled slug barrel A-Bolt. Yes, sir. I think they discontinued Brownies? it in the, the late 90s, but they did. So A-Bolt 12-gauge. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. Ghost Fingers got a rash typing that in. I did, yeah. My, my computer's <laughs> like, did you mean to type this in? <laughs> really? <laughs> like, since this message, uh, please verify to, that this is yours. This is your yeah. search term. Went straight to type A Bolt gauge. Hunter. I'll be damned. A Bolt Hunter. Huh. Well, I'll be. What are the odds of that? Pretty good, actually. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Before we move on, a little shout out to Foss out there. Mighty Mouse sends us $5 of Super Chat. You guys know that we don't ask, nor do we encourage them. All Super Chats go towards sending care packages to our troops downrange. So appreciate you that. Uh, got some. Say hello to some people out there. You got 223 DMR out there. Tactical Fu. What's up, Buck? Uh, Screaming Skull Saloons. Educating us out there a little bit from the Wikipedia page of the SDG 44. Uh, thank you for that. Jacob's out there. Clover's working double duty. Double T's out there. Fodder tail from a Facebook size. America. He goes on to say, please, everyone vote and always carry. I couldn't agree more. Snob is out there. FNH is out there. He says, yo, gun nuts. I'm more of a cashew guy, but thanks for bringing that up. Um, let's see here. Off the X, Lance is out there. Long time, no see. Glad to have a chance to catch up. What's up, man? He's been busy working, I'm assuming, and I think we we're all kind of real busy there during the summer months, but it is what it is. Uh, let's see here. Am I, am I caught up? Ozzy's out there. Bark at the moon. Screaming Skull Saloon says, just got my first gas grill and my life has changed. Still loving grilling with charcoal. But when I'm hungry after work and don't want to wait 45 minutes to eat, it is great. There is a place and a definite reason to have a gas grill. Propane if and propane is, accessories. Yeah, you know, but but there, but I, I do. Uh, I've got both. I uh, don't suppose that the text of the agreement is going to be discussed. Well, we might jump into some some political stuff here. You never know. Um, no, I, I, th I think there is a time and a place for uh, yeah. propane grills. Um, if you've got a bunch of people around and you got to get a you know a bunch of stuff cooked, you get a party or something. If you're just grilling for the family and all that, I still don't think that you can go wrong with a charcoal grill with mesquite bricks in there or mesquite uh, mesquite charcoal. But I, I like regular charcoal with mesquite bricks thrown in. Uh, get that little. Yeah. Maybe a Texas thing. I don't know. Um, I tell you what, I've really grown to love the last couple, especially for for steaks. The last few years, and, and I, I love cooking steaks, but I have really just enjoyed cooking them on a stove top, um, and with a. Um, I know, I, I get it, but uh, yeah. you know, it's one of those where um, you get yourself a nice. A nice skillet that's um, aged and got all sorts of stuff. It's really, really good. Um, I do enjoy, I have enjoyed cooking steaks the last few years. 
on the stovetop. So, but yeah, I, I, I definitely. Buck says he wants a smoker. Screaming schools is a combo gas charcoal. I've got. Now, uh, Clover, what do you have, TJ? I've got the uh, the big Blackstone griddle. That's okay. Propane. Yeah. And then I've got the, the propane grill, and then we've got a charcoal. But the, that Blackstone, I think, is like four or five years old. Yeah. That's that's that thing seasoned. You can cook anything on that. Look, I cook, a lot, of, I cook a lot of seafood and vegetables on it. We did stir fry yeah. on it the other day. Yeah, I yeah, want I mean, something like a. I want Clover's something like a Blackstone. Grill, don't you? You have a pellet yeah. kind of grill, don't you? Yeah. 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 Um, I've got um, I got rid of all of my stuff except for I've got a little and more because it's portable. I've got a little Weber, one of the round, you know, little charcoal grill things. Yeah. Um, outside of that, yeah, I've just got the pellet grill because, I mean, it's as fast as gas. It really is. And it you get the smoke flavor with it. And it's completely, like, automated. And you control it from yeah. your cell phone and all kind of crazy stuff. You just got to make sure the hopper's full of pellets. But unless you're cooking yeah. for dozens of hours you don't have to worry about it you know right um, I, one of my good buddies here has one i'm not sure which brand but he's got like the cadillac i mean he, he spent a lot yeah. of money on it but yeah he does the same thing he's actually can uh, control it from a cell phone or tablet or whatever um and he swears by it now for me yeah, it's one of those where i'm sure they're awesome but like when you've been grilling your whole life and all of that you kind of know how things work and for me it's just I'm sure I, I would love it eventually, but the the learning curve, the time to learn a new system, there's, and the time, the timing of it is probably there's what not. I would probably have the worth of it. Is it's not, it's man. I'm telling you, there's not. It's so easy. I am that's the that's the appeal. When you're talking about a, a smoker and you're having to put wood in there, and you know you start out usually I do with pecan or apple or something, and I finish off with oak, and you know you got to sit out there and you got to watch the temperature and you got to open and close the little air thing, and you got to, and you don't have to do any of that with a pellet grill, man. It's all controlled right there from the it's, tablet. Yes, even even heat across the. It's got well. I mean, yeah. I mean, it will. I mean, as long as you keep it clean, it's actually got this slide gate thing underneath the racks and mm -hmm. so if it's getting a little hotter on one side than the other you just sh shift that slide, slide rack either bit. left or mm -hmm. left or right yeah it's like it's so, and like i said it shows you everything on the app it's so easy um yeah. it's just i like the i like the the grilling i don't know the just i love i love having some beers while i grill get a cigar yeah and and just the whole grilling like i'm grilling Leave me alone. Yep. This is all I'm doing. And I don't care if it takes four or five hours. If I'm grilling, I'll be on yeah. that thing. You when, know? when I'm on the actual grill on the deck, I, I that's that's what I enjoy. Just yep. sitting out and there. That's what I like. Got some music going, relaxing. Uh, and I started grilling in, inside, obviously, during the wintertime a few years ago. I started, okay, let me start doing the stove during the wintertime. And I really enjoyed that. But there is a side of that hanging out in the, on the back porch knowing that either a buddy's here or I'm by myself, which is even fine, better to yep. me. And just got some music going and just chilling. So yep. absolutely. Yep. I get it. I get it. That's, that's now, good. I like it. Yeah. Now screaming school says he needs to get an air fryer for the cabin. Oh. That might be the next thing that we get. Cause my daughter has one. She swears awesome. by it. Love it. Love um, it. And it. yeah, it was like twenty five percent of the fat that you would get from deep frying and all that. I don't know about um, all that, but it's, it's yeah, that's what they say. So that's what they say. I don't it's know. It's easy and faster. It's just so easy, and the cleanup yeah. is 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 nothing. Like our basket, it's all metal, 
and it's all yeah. uh it's got a, a great thing or whatever in there and then it's got the basket right and then it's all and it's uh what am i thinking like uh where it doesn't stick um non-stick teflon or whatever i guess so anyway you you i mean we fried it a bunch of different times before we even clean it you know but you know you just turn around and and fill it up with water till the water's above the grate slam it in there Mm -hmm. put it up on 400 degrees for about 15 minutes and literally when it goes off take it out dump the the deal rinse it put it back in there and you're done clean it's like it's done and I mean, spotless daughter, clean, not like you have to use a rag right. in it. I mean, spotless clean. It's crazy. The only thing that my daughter, once again, this would be the only thing, and I'm, I'm more than willing to try and get used to it. My daughter said the first couple times, you just got to get used to the timing for certain things, certain time, certain things. It's that way with microwaves, though, right? It, it is. Microwaves it is. You're all screwed but up. For so. me, it's definitely worth that. That'll probably be our, our next food. Yeah, you're, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some sirloins in there, probably oh, yeah. not tomorrow, but probably the next day. Let me and, know how that goes, because well, it I hasn't it, I, it hasn't been good the last couple times. So it's that trial <laughs> and error you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. but uh, I, I if they're edible for me, but for other them. people, they're not going to be. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do steaks in, but something I would do would be like a pork tenderloin or something. Crystal just cooked some. Pork um, tenderloin takes a long time in the oven to get it right, and that might yeah. speed up the process. But a pork tenderloin uh, could be long. really good. Whole chickens, whole chickens, and it's good. Whole chickens, yeah, yeah. Yeah, country style ribs are good. They turned out nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm stepping my game up to a uh, deep fryer. I want some. I want some I, coconut shrimp, and I want some. I, so you want like an old fish. school, old school fry daddy, huh? Yeah. On a, on a big I would right love now. that, but but I know <laughs> that I will be the one stuck cleaning it, and I don't want. I'm lazy. Well, if you if you've got an industrial and you where you're able to, it ain't, it strains the grease and does all of that. Yeah, you Pickle could if you had a covered place, you could use that outside, put it outside. That's true, and it wouldn't be quite so bad, and you wouldn't really have to change the grease that often. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, think about how often fast food places change the grease. You know what I mean? Not very often. Not very often. The more grease, the less they have to change it. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, and that's that's where a lot of the flavor is too. It so. depends on what too. I mean, like if I cook fish, I'm just going to cook fish with it, and I'll change it out if I cook something. Yeah. Else. If if, if you're going to use that grease, well, a totally for different grease chicken only, fish. and for, yeah. yeah, I'm just saying if you're just using it for fried chicken or something, then yeah, just keep using. That's where it would be. I mean, that, it would be shrimp, really shrimp, oysters, clams. Well, that's fish. peanut oil. You know, you're going to use for that. I got a right? flat top grill, a, a, a countertop flat top grill, so I could do like a hibachi style. Yep. Um, got that for Christmas for us last year. I've only used it once. I need to start using that. Maybe doing some stuff. But it's 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 it's, it's you know pretty big. Uh, you can put a steak over here and vegetables and onions and and, and it'd be like your own small little hibachi um grill and it's pretty awesome but yeah i definitely need to just be careful don't more. cut a finger off flipping knives around uh i'm gonna i'm getting some new knives my wife doesn't know it's gonna be like a surprise i'm getting some a 16 a 16 set knife set that's pretty awesome but nice know. uh anyways all right enough of the food chat we could talk food forever which i'm okay i'm okay yeah with. listen we all um, love food 
we all love food and every chat has to turn into a food chat at some point right but usually, uh, usually we, sundays with gary it's food chat yeah yeah <laughs> but uh, we are going to start going uh, you guys know that every thursday saturday and monday at 10 a.m over on our youtube community tab we put out our ghost tactical polls and uh, we have some fun with them and all of that so uh, let's run through the, the the three from this past week. The first one, I figured it wouldn't get a whole lot. Uh, it only has 920 votes. And um, this kind of is talking about coming off the heels of the Johnny Depp trial and all that. But I asked a question. Is jury duty the new American dream? You get to skip work and go judge a stranger with no consequences. It was a yes or no vote. What do you guys think? Jerry duty, the American dream or hell no. No, I've been, I've been several times and I do not enjoy it. I've, but, so far I've, I've been uh, exempted from all of them. Thank goodness. And uh, I'm glad I've, I've made it I've as far as one, jury selection. Yeah. I've been to one jury duty and that was down in San Antonio a long, long 20 something years ago. And there was like 400 of us there. I mean, it's a huge, yeah. you know, and just sit there. And this is before cell phones had it, you know, and all that. So we're just sitting there and they had like, not a bad thing, but they had like Andy Griffin and stuff. And it was like a channel that you couldn't change the channel. So like whatever was on was on. And so you had 400 people like bitching and moaning. Half of them didn't mind it. Half of them wanted the channel change and all that. And it was like, oh, this is terrible. And I never ended up getting about one o'clock in the afternoon. We broke for lunch at 11, came back at 12. And about one one thirty, they came in and said, "All right, we're done for the day. If you haven't been called, head on home." And I was like, "I'm out." Um, so yeah. it is what it is. I've I've called a couple times the night before and been nope, there everything's dismissed. And then I've had to show up twice, yeah. and then all the cases were settled. And then the last time was like, "Oh no, you go up there." And then I made it to the jury selection, and then finally I stepped mm. up my game, and I got I got nuked out of that. Cause I was like, I don't, I don't need this. Yeah. No, I hear you. So um, no, not the dream. 71% of the people of the 900 plus vote, 71% said no jury duty is not the new American dream. So uh, our next question was Saturday and it has 1.5 thousand votes. Should vegan chicken really be called chicken? What do you guys I don't think? know what, I don't know why that's a question. If it's vegan, it's not chicken. The reason why I said that is I was at the grocery store last week sometime. We, you know, it might've been two weeks ago when I saw it, but whenever I saw it and it was in the, and is in like the uh, meat section of all places. And it says vegan chicken. I said, what the hell is vegan chicken? So I pick it up and I start looking at the ingredients. It's, there's no, there's nothing in there that's not plant stuff. So the fact they're calling it vegan chicken, and I was, and I was, I just kind of said out loud, I was like, vegan chicken, what the hell? And this guy was in there, and he says, that ain't American. Uh, that, 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 that ain't American. That, they should never call that that stuff chicken. And I was like, I've seen, no kidding. I've seen vegan chorizo, and I'm like, well, you can't call it chorizo if it's vegan. I was like, I don't know what you guys are doing. I said, like, just call it. Well, what just about like, meat, tasting, <laughs> meat tasting vegetable paste? Right. What about? flavored goo you know <laughs> so I, I agree with with all of those what about vegan sausage is it make no sausage they, is just ground up you know typically sausage i guess is ground up meat ground up, so meat. Ground up vegetables i guess it wouldn't work it still wouldn't work it wouldn't be meat. Yeah. 
Now, the the act of sausaging something, I get. That's called a, right? that's a spring roll. Basically. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. A wonton with vegetables <laughs> yeah. in it. Yeah, it's a spring roll. Okay. <laughs> it's a vegetable burrito. Yeah. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, oh, 95, yeah. 95% said, hell no. I want to meet the 5% that said yes. That's what I worry about. I, I think is there five percent of the people? I hope to God. I yeah. hope to God it's race. That because was that was G Webs on all of his accounts. This is true. Yep. Five percent of one point five thousand is seventy five votes. Yeah, he's got about seventy five channels. That's a, that sounds about right. <laughs> oh Lord, five uh, percent said yes. I'm worried about this country. And our last one, which goes into what we're going to talk about tonight. This is came out yesterday, and it's got 1.6 thousand votes. It says, if you could go back and buy your first AR again, what caliber would you get? The options are 223556, 300 blackout, 458 SOCOM, 9 millimeter, or other. Uh, TJ, I'm going to start with you. If you could go back and buy slash build your first AR again. Uh, first of all, what was your first AR caliber? That was a 5.56, Would you change it? Would you, yep. you go back and get a 223556? Yep. Okay. That was before it was, you know, all the, all the cool accessories are out. So I was like, all right, awesome. Yeah. No, I hear you. Um, do you remember what your first AR was, Clove? Like what yeah. caliber? Yeah. Absolutely. Was it a two two three five five six or what was it? Yep, absolutely. Yep. If you could go back and get a, would, would you go back and change calibers? Nah. For I your first one, so. I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, a lot of people out there um, said that two two three five five six got seventy five percent of the vote. Yeah, um, three hundred blackout got thirteen percent of the vote. That's a substantial amount of people. That's not a bad thing. Uh, four fifty eight SOCOM and nine millimeter come in at four percent, and other was three percent. And the vast majority of the others was three oh eight. And I think that's, I you know I get it. I, I get I get the three oh eight. Um, sure. Did you say AR fifteen or did you just say I AR just said anyway? AR because oh, okay. of the AR platform. Yeah, because you um, said nine millimeter too. So yeah, yes, okay. I said nine millimeter and all of that. If I and I wouldn't change mine. Mine obviously was a five five six as well. Um, if if I was to go back, I don't think I would. But if I was to go back, I probably would go back with a nine millimeter. Get me a little. You know, hold on. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. I tried to mute myself in time. It did not work. Um, but I don't think I would. I, I think I'd still go with the five five six. Um, yeah. but yeah. Now but Marcus yeah, really to get some love. What's up? Marcus Marcus out there going back to the vegan chicken. He said unless the chicken itself is a vegan. All right, so we're throwing a bunch of damn caveats and saying, okay, if it was a <laughs> grain fed chicken only. I mean, but, it, but here's it the thing. Vegan chicken? Chicken. It would be vegan chicken, though. No. Do you feed chicken? You're not going to feed them chicken. That's just cruel and unusual. Like, they, it would be they a, it's a uh, butt grain, right? 
So what you're seeing in the store was absolutely not vegan chicken. But if you're if you're if you go to the meat market and there's the chicken, chicken could be that vegan. was a vegan, then you would be eating vegan chicken at that point. That's what I'm saying. That's what You'd be a eating vegan a chicken vegan is. chicken, a not vegan chicken. vegan chicken. A vegan chicken, not vegan chicken. If it yeah, looked like so. chicken, yeah. I would say yeah. it's chicken. That one little can change the whole thing. Now, first of all, if you're going, to, if you're going to the grocery store, no offense to you vegans out there. Fuck, I, I'm gonna, I, I don't care if I piss you off. If you're going to the grocery store to grill out chicken, you're getting vegan chicken. My God, shame on you. So let's be honest about it. Just lost five percent of my audience. There, there, <laughs> there are some, there are some chicken nuggets out there that. Um, I'm not real sure a vegan chicken nugget wouldn't be better than those chicken well, nuggets. This is true. I'll give you that much. Uh, oh, now, I Lord. know you had a Burger King, what was it called? The uh, Unwhopper or whatever it was called? The impossible Burger. Oh, the Impossible, the impossible Whopper? Burger. I eat that pretty regularly. And actually. you said that it actually tastes pretty good. <laughs> you actually told me at one like time it. you thought it was even better than I a normal Whopper. Like I like Whopper. it. I like, I like yeah. it better than a normal Whopper. Yeah. Of course, that's yeah. not saying a whole lot. The normal Whopper still ain't that great, but... <sighs> You know, it's it's some. nothing at Burger King is great except for the cheesy tots. Onion rings. Onion oh, rings are pretty onion good, rings. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The onion rings right. are pretty onion good. Rings. And their yeah. breakfast, they've got a ham, egg, and cheese croissant. Oh, the croissant sandwiches are yeah, pretty yeah, good. Sandwiches are tight. Still McDonald's yeah. big breakfast with hotcakes guy. I, I, my favorite breakfast <laughs> ever, I started making them at home for a while. Um, when they had the steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Yeah. Greatest, greatest breakfast. Yes. They don't make it. They have the bacon, egg, and cheese, but not the steak, oh, egg, and cheese bagels. So I started I, making I them here at the house, and they're I don't think it was real steak either. So, no, I, I use steak them on mine. I just go and get some steak them, and they're I, really. I love good. me some steakums. Yes, I do too. Once again, we're going back to food chat. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I that see gun people says yes, it was. Um, let's see here. I just saw someone, Georgia Rebel. I just saw that. What's up, Georgia Rebel? Hadn't seen Rebel in a while. Um, Marcus says, My first AR was a 5.56. Like, if I could go back, I wouldn't change it. I would go back and change the barrel of 20 instead of 16. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Wes, even a vegan chicken snatch a bug now and then. That's true. That is true. Uh, let's see here. Go down here. Georgia says, I have a bolt action chambered in 308. There you go. I must have been when we were talking about the 308 stuff. Let's see here. Clover's out there trying to stir trouble up. More guns ASAP, Mr. FNH. So, yeah. So we've talked about this before, and a lot of people have talked about this before, about buying versus building your first AR. And I've got no problem with people building um, my stance, and we'll go through the room and all that. We've, we've had this discussion before, I'm sure. But I, I, I believe that someone, unless they are engineering mechanically inclined and all of that, I think that buying the first AR is probably more important. You, know, you can break it down, look at it, see where parts are supposed to go, how it's supposed to work, how it's supposed to function. And then from there, you can um, 
build your own, but having one that's already assembled and ready to go and already, then you can, like I said, take it apart, figure out different things and all that. So I'm a big believer in, in buying your first AR versus building your first AR. We did have a bunch of people voting uh, that did mention that in the comments that um, they built all their ARs and never have bought one and all that. But, um, you know, TJ, um, oh, we'll get to that question here in a second for sure. Uh, TJ, as far as first AR, first AR. Build, versus, build versus buy, you know, do you have someone that might be out there looking to get an AR game that you would recommend one way or the other? Oh, I'd say, I'd say, I'd say buy. I mean, I bought my first one and, and, uh, you know, I, I used it and I was like, okay, and I got familiar with the platform. And then once I got into the, the gun industry a little bit more, I figured like, wow, I can change out this and I can change out this. And then I figured out what I liked and I didn't like, but yeah, I've, I've yeah. bought probably three ARs before I even started building my first one. Yep. So and then I figured Clove, out, I, like, I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I know Clove prefers building. Um, but as far as giving not advice all. to someone on their first one, you you prefer not buying your first. That's what I'm saying. You you yeah. prefer to build your ARs. That's what I said. As yeah, I've only as, ever bought one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that was your first. And that was the first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, totally. There's no downside to, to me. I don't see any drawbacks to buying your first. None. Yeah. Zero. And I bought I bought three different brands. So I bought you know I had a, I had a bushmaster. And there's tons I, of drawbacks to building first, your first. And then I bought a Colts, yeah. and then mm. then I bought a uh, an ordinance. You know, if well, you if you run out me. to build your your first, right? Yeah. First of all, it's going to be cost because look at the initial cost with all the tools and all the things, and yeah. doing maintenance or upgrades on the one you buy. You could buy those tools along the way before you're able to build. You know, the first one that yeah. you build. So it can spread that out. And then you're yeah. not really sure what you like. You're not really sure on what's compatible. You're not really sure what's mm -hmm. a good price or a bad price. And there's just so mm -hmm. many drawbacks. And then you put it together and it doesn't run and you don't have the experience of what's going on. Right. Um, and so it's harder to troubleshoot. It's just, yeah, yeah there, there's well, all kinds if of you're, If you're going to go get components from everything, if this is, if you're new to the game, you don't know what brands are are good or bad or which one's going to hold up or which ones yep. are going to just fall and fail quickly. Yep. Um, so, yeah. There's a lot um, of cheap parts out there, too. There's a lot of Chineseium stuff. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And cheap is not necessarily good. Inexpensive right. is not bad, but cheap are not good. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, Jacob that's, has that's a great I'm question. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, and I say that's why I bought my first one. I first of all, I had nothing about, and I knew nothing about AR, so I bought it. Yeah. And then I figured out what I didn't like about it and what I can improve. And you know, first thing, first thing I did was the trigger and and the mm. the grip. Um. And then I went to the bolt carrier, and then I went to an adjustable gas block, and then I figured out what I liked. And then after that, it was it was good. But you know, I know people that just oh, I love this thing. I just I haven't changed anything on it yet, and I'm like, awesome. You know, yep. just, they keep either building or buying the same thing but that and that's why i bought because i was like i want to i want to see what this one does see yeah. what's available and uh you know it worked out well the now battle I build, rifle I build one I build here, yeah the battle rifle aside from the actual like aluminum shell and the barrel um nothing in that is what was bought with it 
Right. I, like, and, and we've talked about this before. And Clover, we've, I, you know, we've probably all got between parts we switched in and out of all of our ARs. We've got a box full of enough parts that we could probably build two or three more if we wanted to. Let's just you be guys, honest. You guys want some quad rails? Oh, quad rails! So, you remember when that was the I've shit? Like there was a time when people literally thought that that was the greatest invention ever. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I've got oh, like yeah. three of every size they make. I think sitting around. Yeah, yeah, yep. I've got. I, I dug them out the other day, and I was like, "No, I, I don't want anything to do with these." Should I throw them away? I was like, eh. The only reason why the quad rail become popular was because at one point when the uh, military switched from the Colt M16A2 to the M4, it came with quad rails because they they then finally started to being able to implement attachments to the rifle yeah. systems and, well, it didn't and, it didn't phase me either i have giant hands so a lot of people were like oh the quad rail is just so so thick around and and it's a cheese grater but i'm like you know i put the rail covers on them and i'm like that's yeah, fine it but, was also the same time the military issued shooting gloves so, <laughs> so talking so talking quad rails um, yeah traditional rail covers or the ladder style rail covers i like the latter style if i had to choose if i had to choose yeah it keeps the profile a little, a, a little bit a little bit yeah yeah um for sure i uh, will come back to real quick there is a great question from jacob out there and jacob says i have a safety production question about garands or garands is most people i call them grands because i'm i'm not fancy like that but was there a clover would probably tj you might yes um clover stick your finger out and he knows exactly what i'm talking about <clears throat> uh <laughs> was there a change in the production process in the 50s that would allow for those garins to be compatible with current 30-06 loads i don't have a damn clue tj do you i'm assuming clover might have an answer for this nope answer is nope um no, you don't have an answer, or the answer is no. The answer was... to that question is no. Okay, okay, um, I got you. But here's the thing. That question is predicated on a myth. However, the yeah. myth is there's a kernel of truth to the myth. So um, I would say this. Don't get into a Reddit forum uh, on this topic uh, at all. Um, so yeah. here's the thing. This is coming from Marine Corps armorers and you know, retired Marine Corps armorers. And uh, as you know, the Marine Corps League here had my grand for about two freaking yeah. years. I forgot to even yeah. add it. Um, and they brought it back and it was upgraded, uh, the op-rod system and everything on it. While they mm-hmm. had it, they graciously, since they had it for two years, um, cleaned it up. And I mean, it was gorgeous when they brought it back anyway. Um, better than when I lent it to them. Uh, but anyway, so the thing is, with the high, with higher pressure modern ammunition, um, you can damage the op-rod okay um and that's where the kernel of truth now how likely is that you know that's going to depend on the type of ammunition that you actually use how much you actually shoot through it a lot of other factors right so can you get modern ammunition and shoot it for the rest of your life and never screw up the op-rod possibly it is it being a a guarantee yeah, it yeah. being a Garin and highly collectible for what it costs to yeah, replace those do parts and upgrade yeah. it and put the originals <laughs> yeah. in a drawer somewhere, right? So you can always put it back if you want to do it. That's or true, too. Yeah. Yes, sure. it's worth doing, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I love the M1 Grand. You guys know that I've been looking to get one, but I'm just not going to pay the prices that are they're 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 calling for right now. I wouldn't mind paying seven, maybe eight, but I'm not paying twelve to fifteen hundred for one. I'll wait till they. I don't. I don't need one that bad. I'm not going to shoot it a hole. I just want one. I'll wait until they come back down to a, a you know, under a grand for the grand. Um, but yeah, um, defense dad, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, you like that? I'm not just a pretty face, homie. <laughs> uh, Defense Dad says, if you're mechanically inclined, then build. I can rebuild a car from ground up, though, so an AR is cake. There you go. Um, Marcus says, I bought my first two and built the rest. There you go. Um, now, Travis T., now, this, this, could be, this could be the caveat to all of this. He said, I helped my nephew build his first AR. That's probably the only scenario I would recommend building over buying. Yeah, if you're if you're dead set on building your first AR for whatever reason, cost or you're wanting to learn it as you go, yes, make sure that you've got someone that's built several of them that can help you because there are a few little things that you can figure out most most of the bill. Let's just be honest. Uh, well, but there are a few little things that if you don't have experience with or whatever, um, you get screwed with. Go ahead. Well, that's a caveat for not having to buy all the tools, too. This so, is true. Right? That, so, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I have yeah. built, trying to think, I think I've built two buddies, or, or I've helped them. I didn't build theirs. I helped them build it is what I did. Yeah. Um, it's to say I helped them build it. They did the majority of it. Um, put this here, put this there. Yeah. Yeah. And what a mayor may not run away with us when we went out to test fire. Thank God we only had three rounds in the magazine. Um, but uh, yeah, he, did, he didn't get the, he didn't get the pins in. Right. <laughs> he, got, he, he, got, he got the three round burst. You're saying. <laughs> he, he, yeah. He did it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, thank God it only had three rounds because it, it ran yeah. right quick, but it was, it was like, whoa, 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 this ain't right. Uh, but, um, but yeah, that's, I would agree with that, with that caveat. If you've got somebody that has all the tools, that's, that's built yep. plenty. And, and, and honestly that has extra parts laying around too. Uh, because true, yeah. that's what happened. Even though they brought me their stuff, and even though I helped them order it, you know, that, yeah, okay, this is good. Buy this, buy that. Inevitably, we had to mm -hmm. change a pin, or they didn't want a pin in the package, or a spring was missing, or some stupid something. Yeah, you know, and so that helps too because you're at somebody's place. It's got the tools. They got extra parts, especially the little stuff. If there's something missing, which can't happen. Yeah. yeah. Having all the tools is key. I mean, I've, I've since I've got the new stuff, it's you know from Real Avid, it's so much easier. Well, I was getting ready to say so that it, much it, easier. All three of us on this panel are incredible fans, and, and I think most people in the gun community that have tried their stuff, um, I would say, if you're looking for a company that you're going to say, "Hey, I need to get tools for whatever," Real Avid. Just go to their website, pull the credit card out, bite the bullet. That stuff will last you forever. Yeah, and it's the best stuff out there. Let's just be honest. Uh, the, yeah, if, for if me, you're gonna build, if you're gonna build, me, get the right tool. Game stop stops at real avid. That's just the way it goes. Yep. Yeah, those yeah. I mean, and those I, I, guys are so much easier. Those yeah. guys are straight up tool guys, right? Oh, they're like more, they're car guys. Absolutely, they're, yeah. more, more yeah. than they're gun guys. They're super mm -hmm. into tools, man. Absolutely. 
That's yeah, they were they were out there. You know, we had them on Gearport with TJ and Scott. They're talking about you know how'd you get? He basically said, "Look, they're car guys, but they got into guns and like, well, I need something to do this, and there's not a tool for this anywhere in the market." So they built a tool for one specific thing and you don't realize how much you need that one specific tool until you need it. <laughs> you don't realize how often you need it until you need it. And you're like, damn, I wish someone, Hey, they have a tool for that. You know? And they, they even thought of stuff yeah. to sit there and say, you may not even realize you need this yet, but you will, you know? And that's a cool thing about real avid. I'm not trying oh, to do yeah. a commercial for real Ava, but I think all of us yeah, would agree it's, it's, that it's, is the, the, the pivot pin. The pivot pin is disturbing. That's so easy. I, I mean, I've, yeah. I don't know how many detents I've lost doing that. And all of a sudden I was like, so oh, look at this little plastic tool. Click, 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 no, click. So, so like, I had the vast majority of my ARs done. built before real Avid really came around. Yeah. And building a tool for the pivot pin with a wood dowel rod is super easy. Just saying. Yeah. So I get yeah. What do you guys fitting arms they have a tool for that and i, I got that well one i mean a lot of companies ago. do now but i'm just saying that, that the vast majority mm -hmm. of my stuff was built before there was like my my barrel wrench is a geisley that hooks to a breakover or a ratchet it's a little geisley oh, okay Interesting. Uh, i've got a of course i've got real avid stuff too now but i'm talking about back then stuff i would use and yeah. a lot of my stuff like the uh uh what am i thinking the the bolt catch pin I mean, you really got to be careful, otherwise you will scratch the receiver all too bloody heck. So, you know, yeah. when you're doing that, what I always like to do is use masking tape, first of all, and mask the area that my punch is going to be in. Uh, and then I got smart before they ever designed the tool for it. Now they've got a basically a punch that's cut in half. It's flat on one side, right? And that's yeah. what I did. I ground down, I literally ground down a punch so that it, it, you know, you had that clearance and a little more clearance and it wouldn't drag. And so, must have yeah. Now. yeah. Let me ask you guys this, because this, this could be being watched or heard by new people to the AR game. As much as we sit there and say, be careful, be careful, be careful on certain things. Is it losing a couple detents, like a rite of passage? into yes. the AR game. Oh, like if, 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 you, if you don't yeah. lose one, are you really in the club? <laughs> Let's just and be you honest. Can, no, you, and you, you, can you need to watch a, one and sit there with that half a second, like, and, and not realize it's 30 feet away. Like, <laughs> I heard so, it over there. Yeah. So, yeah. so detents, springs, um, that yep. stuff's cheap and you can buy that stuff by the fives or the 10 pack. Absolutely. But do losing it, one, having it. to search for one, yeah, um, it's, yep. it's, 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 you've got, you've got to go through that, uh, no. at least once in your life. I learned real quick, just buy a five pack or a 10 pack. And when it goes ting, no. just, just grab another one and put yeah. it in and be done. I have, yeah, I have an advantage. I work on a, I work on tile floor. So when they go, I can listen like, and I hear this, yeah. I'm like, Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Don't build your first on carpet unless you just, Want the stuff to well, be vacuumed. You could up. vacuum and then go through the vacuum cleaner. Okay, have fun. Just with that. saying, you could. <laughs> you could, yes. Buck out there says my first build. I spent most of my time on my knees looking for the springs. Exactly, exactly. Now, defense dad yep. just jinxed himself. You need to throw salt over your shoulders and spin around three times and knock on wood. Oh, no, you're he said, now, so buddy. far, never lost a spring. Yes, the last oh. thing you want to say. I don't so here's another it. thing. 
So the safety selector spring. Oh yeah. The safety selector spring mixed up with the pivot or the takedown spring. And, yep. when, and you'll know yep. it when you do it because you, it, you, it takes a gorilla to switch the safety on and off when you do yes. that. Cause yeah, there's way hair, more tension. It's a, it's a longer spring. Yeah. It's a long, it's a little longer spring and Oh my God, the, the amount of pressure, right? Just that little bit that, makes it's crazy. And, and that's a great point to bring up people out there. Not all springs in an AR, it'd be great if they were, but they're not all the same. You can't just put a spring and just find a hole and say, this needs a spring and throw it in there. It ain't going to work. Um, so, yeah, that's a great point. Uh, Double T out there says a clevis pin works well for pivot detent installation, uh, but still happy he yep. bought the real lava tool. Yep. There you go. Yeah, you can get a, what yeah. is it, a quarter inch, I think, or something. Clevis. Yep. Oh, yeah. Is it clevis pin? Is that what it's called? Uh, that's what I've always called it, but okay, I, mean, yeah, I think it comes down to like, you know, having, having the right tools for the job. And, and I've well, known people that have gone through the range the first time with, with the, the foam ears. I was like, no, 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 go get you some, yeah. some good ears. You know, you're, you're going to enjoy it. So same thing. Same thing. Yep, you're, same you'll thing. learn. You'll learn well, and, I, and all of that. Yeah. After, I mean, that was a good point about the Clevis pin. And I had thought about that after I had built mine, but at the time, like I didn't, I wasn't thinking about it. Right. And I had some wood dowel rods around here and I one pit through there. Oh, like, yeah, all yeah. I got to do, all I got to do is snip this and then drill a hole through it. And I've got, yeah. a, you know what I'm saying? I've got an installation tool. It's really all I got to do. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, use a punch and I'm like, not a problem. And I did it. And then like the next time I'm always looking through the nuts and bolts and all the crazy stuff at the hardware store. Cause my local oh, hardware store yeah. has an excellent selection of that. And so, I'm always modifying, playing around with different things. So it's nice to know what they have there. Right. And yeah. I seen the Clevis pins that one day and I'm like, I wonder if this ah. would work. And I bought one and brought it home just to see. And I'm like, Oh, it does. Now I kept using the wood dowel. Uh, and I, I use that to this but, day. I do. I've even got the tool for real avid and I still, I'll grab the wood dowel over the, because yeah. it's just, I'm used to it. Yeah, yeah, Marcus so says that the real that, uh, has punch just the right depth. So when you when you put it in there and spin it, you're just yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah. Marcus says that the Clevis pin is the best one dollar he ever spent. I can imagine. <laughs> now, there is a lot of talk out here uh, about sites, whether it's iron sites, uh, dot sites, LPVOs, and all of that. Um I like them all. And you can't go wrong with any of them. Okay. Um I, I run I have flip-up sites. I have iron sites. I have A2 sites, iron sites. Absolutely. Um, learn to, you probably need to learn how to shoot your AR with irons or flip-ups, whatever, but um, a non-reticle dot or whatever, just to sites. That's just like anything else. That's how you need to learn. Um, as far as what to get for an optic, that's entirely up to you. I will say this, if you're looking for the easiest optic to throw on your first AR, some kind of a dot, a, 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 some kind of a red dot, because you're talking about a one magnification, but you're talking about unlimited eye relief. And it's a lot easier yep. no matter where you put it on that top rail. You know, there are places you want to, but it really doesn't matter as long as it's on there and it's secure you're going to be fine with with a, a red dot. When you start talking about LPVOs, and I love LPVOs, don't get me wrong. Um, I've, I've grown to love them. I've got 
seven of them over here. Um, the problem that you're going to run into is if you're not used to it, it will take a little bit with different eye relief and different magnifications. Um, zeroing, you want to zero an LPVO on the maximum magnification, whatever that is. Um, they, they run one to eight, one to four, one to six, one to 10, whatever, whatever the highest magnification, that's what you want to zero your rifle at. Um, and then you'll probably find yourself like if it's a one to six, you'll probably find yourself. Maybe you like it at two magnification for everything, um, whatever, but understand that there is going to be a different learning curve with an LPVO, um, which is great. It gives you a lot of options. But if you're just starting out and you don't know what you don't know, iron sights or flip-up sights, whatever, but iron sights, learn how to shoot with that. And then I would probably recommend, because red dots are so cheap these days also, you can find them that are really good quality for a really low price. But once again, one magnification, unlimited eye relief really kind of gets you in the idea of how to shoot and um that's what i would go with to start out with that's my opinion you can start out with whatever the hell you want but um i'm gonna start with clover real quick and say let's talk let's talk optics real quick to someone who's never had an ar or whatever let's take irons out of the way i think that's probably what we would all say to start with so take iron sights as a given would you recommend some sort of LPVO or a, mag, a, a, a magnified reticle or a red dot? Or what would you recommend to the first time um, shooter with an AR Clover? I think that depends a lot on the the person and their their eyesight. To be honest, you know, well, I tend to true. say I tend to say red dot, but then you know, depending on the red dot and depending on uh, they have astigmatism, uh, astigmatism, I mean, or sure. you know, nearsighted, farsighted issues, or something like that. Then I mean, a uh, 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 an LBPO may be may be better. You know, or right? a prism. If you have an astigmatism, a prism might be the way to go. Yeah, but it you still get, be a red dot, but it's it's just a little. Yeah, bit but you different, get a little, you know? up a little more expensive than you know. You're getting yes, up you into do. a little more expensive categories. You do that right, and so. Uh, one thing we were talking about optics and while we're on that one thing to keep in mind that I see a lot of people do and they don't understand as I've seen this back in the early days a lot. So you've got different types of, of mounts. You have um, what I call a square mount, right? Which is a, a mount with the two rings and they're both, <laughs> it's, it's, they're both 90, it's 90 degree. In other words, it makes mm -hmm. a U shape, right? Sure. And then you've got the kind that's got the, angled piece that goes forward a little bit or backwards but it angles yeah. and then it and then it mm -hmm. comes up into that other ring right um a lot of people don't realize that but you can that's you can flip that around backwards that's why that's made oh, that absolutely way. yeah no doubt because you want to be able to get your you know your eye relief and sometimes depending on the scope you're using right mm -hmm. Um, sometimes you have to flip that mount around 
backwards. You have to flip it around the other mm-hmm. way. You know how many people I've seen like hugging up on the their stocks all the way down and they're hugging up on it because they're, they're, they're setting too far forward. And I'm like, why don't you flip yep. the mount around backwards? And they're like, well, it's supposed to go that way. It's supposed to go where that's forward. And as I'm long like, as it runs, it doesn't no, matter. Oh, that's, that's made to clear the <laughs> charging handle in the back. That's why that Correct. angle is there. So you can flip it around and it clears the charging handle. They're like, oh, yep. okay. Yep. Uh, now, I'm not going to say that Travis T is wrong because there is no right or wrong. He says a red dot, the most forward notch on the upper receiver feels right. Dot is small and easy to see around the peripheral. <coughs> For me, I kind of disagree with that. For me, okay, I like mine It basically covering the top of the ejection port. That's, I will, I'll rather run my dot a little bit closer to the eye than all the way forward now on on the holographic yes on certain ones yeah but typically i'll try to run my dot base um kind of right on top the ejection port now you can always move it until it, it finds out now what i will say is this here's the biggest mistake that i see beginners and i don't want to use the term beginners in a negative way but beginners with especially with red dots is um they have the novices there you go they have like the brightness settings like maxed out at 10 and there are times possibly when that would be really bright day a glare something like that i get that what you want to do this is just my opinion I'll, i'll go through the room with this as well for me, what you want to do is go to the lowest brightness setting that you can still see the dot clearly, okay? Because you want your eye to be able to focus on that. If you've got the brightness too high, it, it's it's going to just kind of discolor or clout the whole sight picture of that optic. Yeah. Bring, them, bring the brightness down as low as you can to where you can still see the dot and still see it well. Whether that's a four, five, six, seven, eight, it might be a ten for you. I'm just saying that's my thing. TJ, what do you think about the uh, brightness settings? You good with you know running it as oh, bright yeah, as I you go can? As I go as I go as light as possible, as low as possible. Um, I've got the like so I, the one I've been running after, you know how many have, I've I've reviewed and and run. I've read the uh, Primary Arms SLX MD25. It's got the you know yeah. the, the wide objective, but I run mm-hmm. that thing on the lowest setting just because I like to be able to see the target. Um, you know, the bright, I've, I've had it the brightest. I just got a, I just got one in from, um, <clears throat> um, God, I almost forgot. I'm, I'm forgetting who I, I just, I just got one in and it's, it's only got five settings. Right on or, and the brightest one, you, my, um, Oh God. I'll, I'll think of it here in a second. But it, 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 the brightest setting, you will not be able to see what you're shooting at. Yeah. Reprolite. Yeah. So oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying. Setting, is you, you can, I you can that just the way up. And I was like, yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. So I, I try to do, I try to run everything on the lowest settings just so I can see. I mean, if, I mean, if light is an issue and you have issues, then yeah, you know, you can always turn it up have, in certain scenarios. Yeah. Most yeah, of them have like, 12 settings or 10 settings on them right. it's ridiculous but yeah, the, yep. the, the lower the better yeah absolutely um 
Now, Marcus out there says, my first two ARs have red dots with magnifiers. All of my other ARs and AKs have LPVOs. I have a little astigmatism, so the LPVO is the way to go with me, all with edged reticles. And we're probably, for some people out there, we're probably you're probably hearing terminology that you have no idea what we're talking about. LPVO <laughs> is light powered variable optic it's a yep. you can start at one one x magnification all the way up to depending on what it is it might be a 10x or 8x or 6x uh, so you have different magnifications with one optic when you hear a 1x red dot that's just whatever the size is naturally that's what you're going to see uh, when you hear the word etched reticle what that is is it's not going to be a picture of uh, a a, a led dot on a piece of glass um it's actually going to be etched into the glass where if you lose power or something like that that reticle is still going to be there whether there's light going through it or not um and that's been probably the one that i'd say that most people that have astigmatism will go to find something that has that etched reticle um, and they have etched reticles now before it was only in a couple different things, but now a lot of people are going with edge reticles and everything. So uh, if you do have an astigmatism, I would suggest probably trying to find something in an edge reticle. That's just, I don't have one, so I don't, I, I can't speak to that personally. Yeah. And so that's what's great about the AR is it, it's such a, you know, a, a personalized platform. You can do, you know, there's so many modifications yeah. that you, you can customize it for yourself. And that's what I love about it. But it's, I've had so much trial and error. I've got like bins and bins of parts and optics and gas tubes and gas blocks and stuff yeah. that is just like, oh, yeah, maybe, you'll maybe find I'll out what kind, of, what kind of hand guard you want to run. It feels good to you. Then you realize, oh man, my gas block's too high for that. Or, or what, you know I mean? There's, you're, you're going to find yourself, again, you're going to have on this shelf over here, I've just got boxes. Like yep. you're gonna find yourself with all these extra parts that you can literally build a whole another one with extra and then, parts, and then you throw on the oh, I wonder where the suppressor on this. Oh crap! No. Oh god! I I, I got I, yeah, I gotta <laughs> get something. You know, I've got to get this. I gotta get this. I gotta get this, and that is the greatest thing about the AR platform. It is the most modular platform probably ever created, to where you can literally customize however you want a lot of people will run an lpvo um on top but now they're going to run a little 45 little dot so that you've got both i mean once again you can do whatever the hell you want to and that's the beautiful thing about the ar platform um so you said yeah. earlier talking about the definitions of things you said lpvo you said light power variable octet light low power, power. Light power variable low, optic. Low, low power. power. Low, low power. Yeah. Low power variable. Yeah. Low low power variable optic. Since we're um, explaining terminology, no, no, no. You're right. I don't. Yeah. Just, yeah, through, yeah. No, 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 no. You're absolutely. I knew right. what I, I knew what you meant. TJ knew what you meant. Um, low power variable optic. And once again, it comes down to being able to change the magnification uh, on that. Now, <clears throat> someone up here says, um, "Screaming School Saloon says." He likes the Odin Works extended mag release. That's coming talking in. I like larger mag releases. Also, I have shorter fingers. Larger mag release buttons yep. for me are, are, are a must as well. Um, the, 
that's what we're talking about, though. That's the beautiful thing about the AR. Now, if you ask me, and most people that know me know this, if you ask me which platform, the AR, the AK, that I like to shoot more, I like the AK platform shooting-wise. I, I love shooting an AK. But the AR platform itself is awesome. Like I said, you can literally customize it however you want to. Um, <clears throat> now, Marcus brings up something here. We're talking terminology again, but we're talking to people that might be listening to this about their first. They may not know Jack about what we're talking about. Um, when you're talking about optics, when you're talking about whether it's a rifle scope, an LPVO, something that's going to have some magnification and all of that, um, you're, you heard the word first focal plane and second focal plane. Now, this is, I suggest, how do I put this? For beginners, I I suggest a first focal plane. Uh, I think they need to learn on that, and then I prefer a second focal plane. But for a beginner, I think a first focal plane is probably where it's at. Uh, TJ, if you what what do you think about first versus second focal plane for for someone who's not used to an optic? No, get I mean first focal plane. Get that thing, you know, get it figured out, and you know, you keep the uh, the wide objective. Yep. Now, yeah. now, what we're talking about, the first focal plane, second focal plane, is you have your reticle, okay? And inside your reticle, when you churn, when you change the magnification, the reticle, if you go closer, like 6X versus 1X, the reticle is going to change with the, the magnification. So it's a little bit easier to kind of do that now. Once you get used to it, I enjoy second focal plane because sometimes if I have to zoom into, let's say this is a 24, uh, a six to 24, I usually keep it on 18. Now, I don't want my big ass reticle so big that takes up the whole sight picture. So that's why I choose a second focal plane now because the reticle is going to stay the same size as you change magnification, whether it's up close or way far away yeah. that reticle size is going to change but i think for beginners it's probably easier for that first focal plane uh that's just yeah, me I, um yeah go ahead i mean that's what i figured it out and that's what, that's what i learned and then i stepped up to the, the uh like the romeo juliet combo with the flip down magnifier yeah, absolutely and, and so that's still, what I've i still, run i've still got that set up on one of my errors and it's yeah, I mean, so on my battle rifle this it. is uh EOTech um, hol uh, holographic sight with a 3x magnifier on it. I'll run it on 1x most of the time. Um, yep. Every now and then I will flip to the three. If I have to flip up to, if I need more than 3x magnification for this particular rifle, I'm probably not using this rifle. That's just me. That's just me. And yeah. that's what I've got, uh, and that's what's just great about it is I've got I've got one set up with my Romeo Juliet, and I've got one set up with yep. an LVPO. And I've got one set up with just a, a a Romeo three red dot on it, and it's it's a pistol, and that's you know that's what it is. Yeah. Um, Clover, as far as beginners, um, first focal plane or second focal plane? Uh, TJ and I, TJ, TJ and I both agreed to start out with his probably second first focal plane, plane, but I prefer a second. Um, now but i think first for me first focal plane for beginners uh what do you say um i get the two mixed up entirely too often 
<laughs> well, that's that's fair too. Yeah, that's fair. um. First focal plane, the, the reticle's gonna get bigger and smaller with the magnification. Second yeah, focal second plane is gonna plane. stay. It's so gonna second stay focal same. plane is old school. First focal yes. plane is the newer stuff. Um, second focal plane. I say start with second focal plane. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, first of all, barrier to entry is is cheaper for a, a quality optic. This is true. This is true. Yep. Um, that is and true. you're going to learn a little more that way, I think, um, to where you would appreciate the second focal plane a little more. Um, you know, it, it's. I don't. I don't like. I don't like it when people start out and they learn on like super easy, simple things. Um, okay. Because you lose a lot when it comes to learning fundamentals that way. Um, it's the okay. same way that I would recommend that everybody starts out on irons and Absolutely. gets very yeah. proficient with irons and then moves into some type of an optic. It's the same thing. I think yep. if you start out with that second focal plane, you're going to, you're going to learn some things that's going to make you that much more efficient when you do move to first focal plane. I, I don't think you've changed my mind, but I absolutely understand. Absolutely. Yeah. I absolutely understand what you're saying. And, and, and that's, uh, yeah, no, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, especially for someone, if you go to like your first AR and you've never even looked through a red dot, much less a, a, a variable optic, um, it's going to look weird to you. So, and so I, I do understand that that, sec, that 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 reticle staying the same size, no matter what you switch, will teach a lot of things. Uh, I, like I said, I prefer a second focal plane. Um, so, yeah, me too. So I just, assume, yeah. I just assume that first focal plane might be so easier. What's the to perk? Yeah, but what is the what is the perk? Right, because if you're talking about somebody new that's not understanding the gauge of distance and other things, the whole point of first focal plane is to be able to gauge off of the reticle. And if you haven't yeah. learned the skills of gauging off of a reticle, then what good does that actually do you? You feel what I'm saying? I I, yeah. I don't disagree I with that, that argument. I yeah. still, I mean, it, it depends. I think it all comes down to, to me. It's just easier. What you, it's what easier you, with first focal plane. Yeah. yeah. What what your end game on the rifle is and where you're where you're looking yeah. at. I mean, I've got like I said, I, I learned on irons, and then I bought the yep. cheapest red dot that they had. Well, and then I and then I was like, I didn't even know about co-witnessing. Like, oh, you can yeah. flip up. I was like, oh my gosh, like mine just well, like are you? And then I and then I moved on your, to everything else, and it was, you know, are you, you buying your first rifle? Are you yeah. buying your first rifle, getting your first optic, and going out to the range and shooting five, six, seven, eight hundred yards? Or are you going buying it and then you might be shooting fifty or hundred yards? And at that point, does, does it really make a difference? Probably not. And no, so not it's right. like okay. maybe it's, cost. It, it depends on where, where you're looking at on the end game. I I, I like to be. Yeah. I mean, I like to be nuts at hundred yards with that thing. Like just yeah. nuts. Like just eat up a bullseye at hundred yards. Yeah. yeah, and I can do that. I can do that with a red dot. Or my 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 Romeo Juliet. I can do it with the red dot or the magnifier. Doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, <clears throat> man, this is this could take us down a whole other rabbit hole. Uh, kind of a muzzle brake snob, I have to admit. Um, I get it. I I I, I have never been a huge brake guy. 
um, until I start shooting long distance. I think with bolt action, long distance rifles, I think a muzzle brake is much more essential than with an AR going out to two or 300 yards. That's just me. I'm not saying, you know, I, I run brakes on mine, but I don't yeah. think that I, I, I'm, I'm not worried about really what breaking, whether it's a brake or a compensator or I, I don't, you know, I'm not that guy um, yeah. with an AR. Um, now, long distance, there is a huge difference with running a brake or a suppressor at, at long range distances. What do you guys think about brakes with ARs? I mean, the, the technology has come a long, long way, dude. I mean, yeah. there's, 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 nope. a, there's a company we saw at the gathering. Um, they have adjustable brakes where you can, you know, you yeah. can adjust your, your muzzle brake on, on how it's, you know, how you want everything to, to go. And it's like, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, I, I'm fine with the brake. I just. And, know, and now I, a lot of the brakes are that... self-timing, which is even makes it a whole lot so easier doing self-timing. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had every, I've had probably, I get. 15 or 16 of them in, in my uh, storage bin where I've, I've used them and like, eh, I don't like it. I don't like yeah. it. And, and like not much difference, but there's a, there's a couple that I've liked that I'm like, Oh, that's pretty good. That made, it made a difference. Now, so, before uh, we jump into yeah. this, I'm gonna let Clover jump in on this also in a second, but before we do, I want to, once again, I have to, I keep forget we, we might be talking to people that have no idea what a muzzle break is. Obviously you can Google it. Okay. Um, but it's an attachment that goes at the end of the barrel on the muzzle. And what it does is it disperses the gases. Now, whether it's a muzzle brake or a compensator, um, they do different things. A lot of times a muzzle brake is just going to kind of keep it. They try to, whether no matter what muzzle device you use, it's there to try to, as much as possible, mitigate recoil and muzzle flipper rise. To try to keep shots relatively accurate uh, especially on follow-up shots so the gases come through the barrel and how they're dispersed is going to help whether it's lift or recoil or whatever um, a muzzle device is going to help with mitigate recoil um, follow-up shots keeping the muzzle discipline on on that focused on the target or whatever so if you're interested you can google it but when you hear muzzle device whether it's a muzzle brake or a compensator or whatever they're different things but they're there with the gases. The gases have to go somewhere. Uh, they can either go straight out. It's going to bring that right back into your shoulder and, and, and make the recoil much worse. We're going to go out to the sides. They're going to send them up and down, whatever. They have different ones for whatever you want. But that's when you hear a muzzle device. It's there to help mitigate recoil and keep the muzzle on target longer. So uh, you can, like I said, Google if you want. I'm going to bring Clover in and sit there and say, what's your thought on muzzle devices? You're muted, bud. Yeah, and no, I had to I had to cough right when oh, you had gotcha. that, yeah. unfortunately. But yeah, um, you know, for me, it's you know, honestly, on the AR platform, unless it's a purpose-driven thing, it's going to come down to whatever you think looks good. I think. Um, and honestly, most of them are going to come with like A2. I mean, it just they're, yeah, they're, they're just, like, you know. oh man, that looks bad to the bone on the front of it. We'll put that one on there because at the end of the day, if you're just running around the range at again fifty or hundred yards or what, who cares? Um, yeah. Now, you know, I do. I have that said. Do I have a a twenty four inch bench AR with a thirteen degree target crown and no 
muzzle brake or even threaded barrel? Yes, I do. Why? Uh, and why is it, you might bring up the crown. And why, and why is it a thirteen? Why is it a thirteen degree target crown? Because of the type of ammunition that twenty four inch one and seven twist barrel is is throwing. Right? It's a bench gun. Now, um, we're throwing out the word the, the term target crown. Now we're throwing beginners down a deep deep yeah, rabbit done. hole. Just, yeah. They're just, done. They're like. Don't worry about that right now. Don't worry uh, about this right now. <laughs> you don't need to worry crown, about that. I, it's not, well, it's not going to pertain to any of you. Well, well that's, yeah, that a crown makes you. a difference. If yeah. you screw up the crown of your rifle, no matter what muzzle brake you got, it's not going to shoot right. True, so true. let's address the crown. It doesn't take but a second. But the no, crown right. is the, the area of the barrel right at the end of the muzzle where the projectile comes out of, right? That is the crown, is the very tip end of the barrel. And that needs to be uniformed in nature around the bore. Now, at what degree angles and other things, that's where it gets complicated. And that depends on what you're shooting and what you're trying to yeah. accomplish. And yeah, don't pay any attention to that. But that is the crown. So right, that's the muzzle crown. Uh, and they yeah. call it a target crown when it's optimized for a specific, you know, a specific goal, specific round. Um, yeah. So you, yeah, you that do, that aside, more in precision stuff though. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, usually, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, back to the muzzle devices, right? So yeah. for me, there's the three categories, and again, I go back to unless it's purpose driven, and as you as I as I explain the categories the way that I understand it, that also explains the purposes. But you've got a flash hider. That yep. does nothing but instead of a big fireball coming out the front, there's three or four or six or depends on the flash fighter fireballs that come out the side, smaller fireballs, right? That come out That's the right. side. That's um, right. Then you've got a muzzle brake. Muzzle brake yep. is the old school brake, B R A K E. Um, old school in that um, primarily That's the a muzzle function, brake. Primarily the function of a muzzle brake is to disrupt and expel the gases in such a way that mitigates recoil that's, that's right a muzzle brake then you've got a compensator and the compensator mm -hmm. is compensating for the rise of the muzzle it's dispersing mm -hmm. gases in such a way that compensates for the rise of the muzzle and then with that you can have combination brakes that flash that hide the flash that <laughs> they do all three let's 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 talk about a fourth muzzle device um Suppressors. Suppressors. Yeah. Suppressors. Now, a lot That's of people think that it's, thing, but yeah. it's an, it's an NFA thing, but I think a lot of people also misunderstand exactly what the purpose is because there's multiple purposes to suppressors. It's not just to muffle the report out of the firearm. Um, you talk to many, many, many long, long, long range shooters. Um, they'll swear by running suppressors instead of a muzzle brake for different things, with different calibers, different loads perform better with a suppressor than it does with a brake or a compensator and all that. So I would just want, I don't want to, I just want people out there that are learning when you hear suppressor, it's not just what you see in, in Hollywood movies. It's not there to make it silent. It does have many, many, many suppressors do have many, 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 uh, things that you can be used for. Uh, I think Clover probably, absolutely. I think Clover, you'd probably, um, for a lot of different reasons, but I think that you'd probably prefer a suppressor over a break. Would you not? Oh yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Not just if, for if the it, silence of things, would, you know, yeah. I would have, I would have a freaking cabinet full of suppressors if it wasn't for the stupid NFA. 
You know, I mean, yeah. if I had a pocket we full of would. money, it could, if I had a pocket full of money and it could afford 200 bucks a pop, I'd have a cabinet full of them. That, that's my, Absolutely. but you yeah. got to get rid of the stupid NFA before we can get rid of the 200 bucks. Um, but yeah, recoil mitigation, obviously flash suppression as well. Um, yeah. you know, when you talk about long range, there's a couple of things, mm -hmm. um, the mirage, I mean, as your barrel, as, as, as things heat up, right. Um, that a suppressor helps cut a lot of that down. Um, mm -hmm. and then if you're shooting still at long range, I mean, obviously it's a sound and it's not so much about your hearing protection, but being able to actually hear, you know, the, the steel down range. So a lot yep. of or hearing range commands or whatever, you know, and then sure. the big obvious yeah. ones is it protects your hearing. No, it does not make it, um, it's not going to be Hollywood silent, guys. No, it's not going to be. You take, especially you take a five five six, and most people are suppressing yeah. their five five six with three oh eight suppressors. That's correct. Seven yeah. six two suppressors. Why? Because why would you pigeonhole yourself at two hundred dollars and all the one. paperwork and everything yeah, else exactly. into a like into a five five six dollars just for the tax stamp, much less the cost right. of a suppressor. Right. Right. When yeah, when mean, multi suppressors are well worth the money. Yeah, yeah, when effectively and a multi-cal suppressor, you're just changing the end cap to a smaller diameter mm -hmm. end cap is all you're doing. Um, but awesome. yeah, why you know why would you why Technology would you do that? Is. And effectively, it does just as good a job, with the exception of as far as being hearing safe, right? It does just as good a job. Now, if you're yeah. if you're talking about a multi-cal suppressor, there you got to realize that's a jack of all trades, and so if you're a suppressor snob if you're a subsonic snob and you're going for movie quiet right you're going for as quiet of a um muscle 22. report as you can possibly get yeah at 22 or, or pellet right I, I can shoot and, and, and it's good that, that, somebody to get a really dude, good that, that, suppressor. That SIG, I, the, the sig 22 was the quietest one i've heard i was right up on that thing at range day at sig well, day my, and i was like my like my right here I was like, so yeah. my, my 308 Ruger American, which has been, has had, I've cut the barrel down to 16 inches on it. I, you know, worked up a subsonic load, a lot of different things, use it primarily for coyotes. It's pellet gun quiet with my Gemtech HVT. Nice. Um, it, in 308, right? So yeah. can you do it? Yeah. Does it yeah. require a bunch of stuff to get you there? Yeah. But yeah. what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying, yeah. What I'm saying is, Anything that, can be done. It's just time and money. Yeah, what what oh, I'm saying is, is you, you go from the area of, oh, it's just here and safe, which is completely awesome, to purpose-driven yeah. again. Like, yeah. you know, here and safe is not good enough. I want it better than that, right? And yeah. that's when you're going to have to start dropping money on a, on a specific suppressor. That's when you're going to have to start dropping money on certain ammunition loaded a certain way to, you know, give you the gas expansion signature that that suppressor is going to work best with and so forth and so on. Uh, real quick, shout out mandatory carry $5 super chat. Keep fighting. Absolutely. Brother. Um, great question up here. Uh, defense dad. Uh, and it's hard to answer, but we'll get into this. Uh, it says in today's market, how cheap is too cheap for someone buying or building their first AR in your opinion? I would say that anything right now, Anything under three hundred dollars, I'd be skeptical. Three years ago, three hundred dollars was easy, no problem. You could, I mean, but anything under three hundred dollars right now, I'd be a little worried about the quality of parts. Now that said, that said, um, 
What you can do is go to reputable sources. And a lot of these guys are running sales. You can get blims that might just be a paint thing, but yep. the, the barrel itself is great. Uh, you go to Palmetto State Armory, Aero Precision. 